0: Tell me who hath believed, hath believed, I report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord.
1: Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Since we are here discussing the death of the Lord Jesus, I would like to open the program with a beautiful hymn, At Calvary. Do you know the story behind At Calvary? It was written by William R. Newell, a man who was a very troubled teenager. His father, not knowing what to do, contacted Moody Bible College and begged them to enroll his son. Since the college was only open to serious students, the president of the college at first resisted but then agreed to take him on the condition that he would take his classes seriously and that he would meet with the president daily. What would be described as a rocky road ended with William not only graduating, but he later returned to teach at the Institute. As the story goes, in 1895, as he was headed to teach a class, he was considering all that Jesus had done for him on the cross. The words to this song came to him, and he wrote them down on the only piece of paper he had, an envelope. He then showed the words to Daniel Towner, who was the director of music at the school. It wasn't long before this beautiful hymn was created. Listen to the words of the chorus. Mercy there was great, and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty. At Calvary. Listen to these words as they're ministered here by Terry and the Browns. We're gonna make We're gonna make Begin with prayer. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Let the power of my Lord be great. Let the power of my Lord be great. I ask for grace on me. I ask for grace on this message. That you open our hearts, that we can see. That you open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken that you turn us from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. have a question for you. How serious are you about God? How serious? You know, I read the Bible since I was a young child, but I never considered that the words I were reading could be a reality in my life that I could actually live and see and experience the same things that the people in the Bible experienced. I was directed here at Water of Life in 1984 by a divine interference, is what I would call it, that in 1985 I wanted to know about God and I started in the Water of Life Christian Training School. I was challenged not long after I began those classes like I have never been challenged before. Christian training school was two hours. Doyle would speak, the president of this ministry, an apostle and prophet of the Lord Jesus Christ. He would speak the first hour. Then we'd have about a 10-minute break, and then he'd speak the second hour. One day, not long after I started the classes, we were in the 10-minute break. I was sitting on the front row. Doyle was standing right in front of me. He and I and someone else sitting beside me were in a just a light conversation. And it was about God, as always. Well, I said something to him. I said, well, God would lean on you. Do you know the whole conversation immediately changed? And Doyle, with the Spirit of God in his mouth, looked directly at me and said, God doesn't lean on you. God speaks to his servants and they hear. End of conversation. We started the second hour. Do you know, I don't remember a word that he spoke that second hour. All I remember is one being embarrassed that I had said that, and I had been rebuked. But the second thing that bothered me was what he said. I had always heard in my life that God would lean on you. But you know what? I realized sitting there, that's not even in the Bible. Not even written anywhere in the Bible. And the more I thought about it, the more uncomfortable I got. I remember I propped up the Bible in front of me so that he wouldn't see me during the second hour. I was uncomfortable. I was fidgety. Things were getting worse. the end of that second hour, Dole said, we need to pray. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, we do. Because my body was shaking. And then something happened to me that has never happened before. And it totally blew me away. I remember sitting there, and the cavity that was in my mouth and my nose melted together. There, where I swore if I'd have had a mirror and looked at myself, there would have been only one hole here. And the next thing I knew, that feeling that I had, that uncomfortable feeling I had in my stomach, started to move. It started to flip-flop. And it came up my trunk, up my torso, started out my throat, and it came out that cavity, and I saw it. It was an evil spirit. It was a devil. What was I going to do? I had heard, read in the Bible, that Jesus cast out devils. But to see one, and I'll tell you what it looked like. It was about 24 inches tall. It had a head. It had a body. It had two black eyes and a black hole for its mouth. It was black, almost translucent. And when it came out, it looked at me for a moment and then it shot up through the roof. Now, what are you going to do? What as a person are you going to do? I saw it, I felt it, and, and it was written in the Word. I was challenged. Am I going to believe what I just experienced, what was in that Bible, or am I not? Well, I chose to believe it. You know what that Spirit was? Paul talks about doctrines of devils. That was a devil of a doctrine. And you know what that doctrine was? God will lean on you. That was a lie. That has never been written in the Word of God. Never. So this is why when I speak to you and I minister you the gospel, that I am so insistent that we don't look at anything else. I've said this over and over again, that we are only going to look at the Word of God Today we're going to look at a period of Jesus on the cross. And I want you to do like I've always said. I want you to put away every movie that you've seen. I want you to put aside every TV program that you've watched. I want you to lay aside every book, every magazine, every art depiction you've seen of the crucifixion. I want you to put it aside. And we are only going to look at the Word of God. You know, Jesus says in Mark that those things... Those traditions that we have been taught make the Word of God of none effect. So we're only going to look at the Word of God, and we're going to look at Jesus on the cross. Do you know, from all those things you've seen and heard, do you know that Jesus died in the dark? He died in the dark. And let's take a look at it. We're going to go to Mark 15, and I'm going to begin in verse 25. And it was the third hour. This is Jesus on the cross. This is the third hour, and they crucified him. The third hour was about 8 a.m. our time. Jesus was crucified. And last week I talked about that body marred more than any man, that every bone was out of joint, that he had no form. You couldn't even tell he was a man. Crucified on the tree, nailed to it by two nails. So now this is the third hour. Let's take a look at verse 33. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness, darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. Darkness. It was black. Remember, back in Jesus' time, they didn't have street lights. They didn't have cars' headlights. They only had light candles and lanterns. Jesus was in the dark. It was pitch black. Now, At the end of those three hours, at the ninth hour, let's take a look at the next verse, 34. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? This is in the dark. Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Do you know why? Do you know why Jesus said, Why have you forsaken me? Do you know why God forsook Jesus? I want us to go to Habakkuk 1.13. This is why it was dark. This is why it was black. And this is why Jesus cried out, Why have you forsaken me? Habakkuk 1.13. Thou, that's the Father, that's Jehovah, are to pure eyes than to behold evil and can not look on iniquity. He can not look on iniquity. It says thou canst not look on iniquity. The father couldn't look on Jesus. Why? He couldn't look on Jesus. He had to turn his back on his own son. Why? because he was of pure eyes. He couldn't look on sin. Can't look on sin. Can't look on sin. You're sitting there wondering, why, God, won't you look at me? Why won't you answer me? Maybe it's because you need to get rid of some sin. But the Father couldn't look on sin. I want us to go to Isaiah 53, and we will see why. As I've always said, You ask God, and He will answer your questions. Isaiah 53, verse 4, Surely He, Jesus, has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem Him smitten of God and afflicted. This next verse, verse 5, But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. Do you hear those verses? He was wounded for our transgressions. Our sin was on that body. Our iniquities were on that body. Our perversities on that body. Our sicknesses, our diseases, our pains, our poverty on that one body. That's why it was marred more than any man. And because it was our sin on him, your sin, my sin, the Father couldn't look at him. And the Father had to forsake him. Had to forsake him. Do you see that because the Father forsook Jesus for our sin, we're not forsaken? The Father won't forsake us. Jesus took our sin. Jesus took our sin. The Father forsook Jesus. That's why it was black. That's why Jesus died in the dark. That's why the Father forsook Him. Thank God He forsook Him because now we're not forsaken. We are not forsaken because the Father forsook Jesus in our stead. Now, I'd like to finish with 2 Corinthians 5.21. This is talking about Jesus. This is talking about the man that died for us, that was marred more than any man, that died in the dark, where the Father forsook him. For he, the Father, has made him, Jesus, sin for us, for us, who knew no sin, That we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. That we might be made righteous. That we might be made perfect. That we might be justified, sanctified, set apart to God through Jesus. Through that death, burial, and resurrection.
2: with me, lest mine eyes no longer see all the glory, all the story of the love. Talk to me, talk to me, like you spoke so tenderly. Stay Talk to me, this mine is no longer.
1: Peter's singing, walk with me now. Do you need born again or are you born again? But you need help from God, healing, money, a job, a hurt healed or delivered from an addiction or anything that is stopping you from having an abundant life with Jesus. For well, Romans ten thirteen states, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is a perfect example of that verse in Mark 10, beginning in verse 46. And they came to Jericho and as he, Jesus, went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Tomaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out the more a great deal. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. What was he doing? He was calling on the name of the Lord. And what happened? And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And blind Bartimaeus, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will I that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And look what Jesus tells him in verse 52. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately... He received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. What did Jesus consider faith? That blind Bartimaeus wouldn't stop calling on him until he got his answer. Jesus called that faith. Do the same. Call on the name of Jesus until you get your answer. And then let me hear about it. Let's finish the program with Who Has Believed Our Report, ministered here by the Hurley Brothers.
0: Come gather ye nations and offer up praises to Him, Christ the Lord, for there... Salvation for those that believe on Him Forevermore Jesus died, He was buried, and then rose again To conquer death, hell, and the grave He carried our burdens and pardoned our sins Now all that believe can be saved Tell me who hath believed Hath believed our report And to whom is it revealed The mighty arm of the Lord He shall sprinkle many nations Kings shall shut their mouths at him For the pleasures of the Lord Surely prosper in His hand Tell me who hath believed Hath believed I report And to whom is it revealed The mighty arm of the Lord He shall sprinkle many nations Kings shall shut their mouths at Him. For the pleasures of the Lord Surely prosper in Him Say come gather ye nations and offer up praises to Him, Christ the Lord, for there is salvation for those that believeth on Him, forevermore. Jesus died, he was buried, and then rose again To conquer death, hell, and the grave He carried our burdens and pardoned our sins Now all that believe can be saved Tell me who hath believed, hath believed I report, And to whom is it revealed The mighty arm of the Lord He shall sprinkle many nations Kings shall shut their mouths again For the pleasures of the Lord will surely prosper in His hand Tell me who hath believed Hath believed I report And to whom is it revealed Mighty arm of the Lord, he shall sprinkle many nations.
2: He... Thank you for
1: joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy K A T H I E at Kathy That's W O L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson Care of Water of Life Church. P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.cathydavidsonwl.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.